Welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and this is the show where we help you divinely design your life. And today's expert could not be more perfect for that. Patricia Lohan is a feng shui and manifesting expert, and she is going to break down for us today how we can rearrange our home and our office for prosperity and abundance. So, Patricia, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, When I don't know if someone reached out and your email came across uh, my desk. Usually I don't take any like people that kind of come in that I don't know, but I was like, oh my God, I have never found someone that does feng shui and manifesting for, you know, business and money and abundance. And I'm just like, I can't wait to hear about it. I know my audience is excited to hear about it. How did you, how did you get into this? How did you decide that you wanted to do feng shui and then in this specific way um I'm so delighted to be here and um yeah I just like love the name of your podcast I think that it is just so perfect for what we do and to be honest um feng shui was like a divine download like in all truth it found me um I got my first books about feng shui when I was 15 um, we moved house a lot of times and for some reason one house we moved into and I was like I'm gonna feng shui this place and my family were looking at me like what is she talking about I had my bed in a special place and I was doing all this stuff and they were like oh just leave her off it's Patricia being strange um, and that was kind of like the start for me I was really hooked in my soul knew that this was my destiny this is my dharma I completely um, surrendered to it and knowing that it has um, transformed my life and thousands of women as um, lives since I've embraced it because I've just been so passionate about it. So, you know, as a 15 year old, I could only use do my own little bedroom. And um, I actually got my parents to hire a feng shui consultant to come and work on their business. And um, like when the internet went like beep, 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 like you had to like dial in. I found someone in Ireland who did this stuff. And um, yeah, I was just knew for some reason innately that our home mirrors us and if stuff is not going on well in our lives like we can change if we change the energy of our homes it will start to things will start to flow better and so like fast forward I don't know how many years like I literally was in my 20s I had quit everything moved to India became a yoga teacher and was like into all things like spirituality and manifesting I had a year of a big massive spiritual awakening in India and I came back and was like okay now I can now I'm a natural intuitive and healer and doing all these amazing things and I was working with clients and building my business teaching yoga and doing all these practices um and I found a new apartment I moved in and I was like I walked over the threshold of the apartment and I said to my then flatmate I'm not leaving here until I'm moving in with my husband and she rolled around laughing at me she was like yeah right whatever <laughs> laughing like I could see her whole body like laughing like r- like literally and I was like I'm deadly serious and it was at that time I went hey I can do some feng shui so like I ended up moving into my sister's apartment so my sister had lived there for nine years and she had been single for the nine years so like the um track record <laughs> in that apartment was horrific like completely horrendous it was really bad um but I was like I'm gonna do the things that I know so I re-set up my bedroom I covered some mirrors I did a few little subtle things around my apartment 
Um, and like very soon afterwards, I met my now husband, Ken. I didn't move out until I met my husband. Um, and then I moved in with him. We both had done feng shui to do for love. He had done some feng shui, been into it in his 20s. Like this is like total kismet destiny stuff. Um, and when I moved in with Ken, and I'm just remembering this story now because I'm putting it in my business book for feng shui. But I was like, when I met Ken, I moved in with him and I moved out to the countryside. So my practice was in the city and I moved to my location of my practice with my clients. I did loads of things. I moved in and um like my income just dropped pretty significantly and you know Ken and I were in a new relationship like new-ish so he wasn't telling me that like oh my god like I'm actually like haven't been paid for six months by the company I'm working for so I'm like in a pretty abysmal financial state so oh I wasn't god. and I was putting it down to my moving and everything um but then it kind of turned a corner um but when I after a few months of me moving living with Ken I was like do you know what I really want to feng shui this place like I really want to do this and I want to train in it and he was like I'd love to too so we both went off and did our training and feng shui our house like I didn't even really want to be honest and really wasn't interested in doing doing it for clients I was like I'm so just want this for our house and I've had this fascination for my entire life pretty much um and so did he so we're like came back did our feng shui but during the course when we were analyzing our house um the the feng shui master was like did you have financial difficulties last year and I was like like when I moved in my bank account like definitely took a hit but I was just like it's because I've moved and changed everything so I kind of just put it all to that and I was like oh it's fine but Ken nearly went bankrupt and oh, yeah. he said oh it probably all got sorted by March and he got all the money in March and we were like sitting like shivers up our spine I nearly fell off the chair I was like oh, what so our house had gone into an into a, a thing called a money locks into a negative financial scenario. And basically it's just like a, not a happy thing that happens to your bank account for a whole year. And it can happen in all different permutations. And for that, the minute that happened, we got that, that like we were like, okay, there's something to this. So we went back, we did our feng shui, what we had, well, I now do it with my clients all the time. And within a couple of months, we had a six figure windfall. So this is like from nothing to like a six figure windfall <laughs> to being featured on the TV, on all the national papers all over Ireland for my other business. Um, like, so it was just like, what just happened? Um, and like, it wasn't, we didn't do any different work. Only thing that changed was the feng shui. Um, and that, like my life became visibly different to my friends and to my clients. And they were like, what have you done? So for me, like I was working as a holistic practitioner with clients and I started as just a natural intuitive. And now with my feng shui knowledge, I'd be like, tell me about your bedroom. What's going on? Because they were like having relationship issues or I mean this. I'd be like, tell me what's going on this part. And then finally they were like, just come to my house. <laughs> or can you, so that's how it, unfolded like I just started working with their homes and now my real like my whole foundation is like it starts at home you know your home is a mirror of you and we it's a, like an unconsciously creating what's happening in your life so when we start changing the energy of your home we can then it starts changing everything for you and your home starts and like this is you know there's some podcasts I won't say this but I know the name <laughs> divine downloads I'm like 
essentially what we're doing when we're feng shui a home is that we are tapping it into universal source energy, into flow, into the Tao. And when your home is energetically balanced and aligned, just like that line, so it's like that yin and yang, that pin line, when it is in that flow, everything else starts to flow. So all the manifesting that you've done, and that's why I integrate manifesting and dreaming big and big vision picture with my clients, because like literally everything that I had been pondering and hoping for and wishing for and doing what my manifesting started to be realized once I started doing the feng shui on a major scale. That's amazing. I feel like, you know, I've had, I don't know feng shui, but I've had certain moments like that in my life where I just got a hit like move the desk, right? Or clean out that. And I remember when I was writing my first book, I was finishing, um, it was on my last kind of like, you know, chapter or so. And it was like the final stride. And I was feeling so stuck and I had felt stuck for like a few days and I was up late. And so it must've been like, I don't know if it was like midnight or it was up there. But I was like, no, like I write my best at night when things are quiet. So I was just pushing on. And I just kept on hearing like, move the desk, move the desk. (laughs) So in the middle of the night, I moved my desk. I was still living in an apartment at that time. And I moved it all the way from like where it was kind of in my like living room-ish area to bedroom, which I know is not necessarily great. But for that moment, I set up this whole like altar shrine in my bedroom with like all these candles. I didn't have an extra office room at the time in my apartment. And as soon as I set it up in this area where I just felt called to put it, it was like the rest of the book just flew out, flew out of me that night. I like didn't even go to bed and I was just done by like five in the morning. <laughs> I've got shivers in my whole body. Like I shivers in my whole body. I'm like, yeah, this is so true. And, and yeah, it's just so powerful. So for someone that's just coming to this, are there any kind of like basic, are there like basic like do's and don'ts when it comes to, if you walk into a client's home or if you're like start working with a client, you're like, okay, here's like some pretty obvious things you can clean up right off the get go. Yeah. First of all, like just on like, you know, like feng shui is like a 5,000 year old practice. So it's a very ancient practice. And um, when we start looking for like little do's and don'ts, the whole, for me, the main thing is like building a positive relationship energetically with your home. So like starting even like rewinding back to the first time that you found your place, like to like, what was it smooth? Was it not smooth? Like, is there some kind of like resistance to, like really loving on your space like it, it may not be your like just how you're saying right now like about your old house you're like we didn't have the spare room we didn't have a spare room for my a spare space for my office I was in apartment like it may like you may be living in the place that's like not your forever home and you know that and you might have some resistance or some kind of energetic thing around that and the first thing I would say is just like fall in love right now and just be like thank you so much for this space I have right now because it's like this genuine acceptance I'm here for a reason I'm in this exact place to support me right now and it's and if even if it's not my forever and even if I'm pissed off because I'm here five years longer than I meant it than I thought I was going to be just be okay with it and that's the very first thing I would say and um, because you can, if you have that kind of energetic resistance, there's a little part of like, well, what's the point in functioning it? Like, what's the point in doing anything? And it's like, no, 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 no. The point is that you balance the place you're in right now, even if it's not, if even if it's a rental and you, it's not your bought home, it's like you nourish where you are right now. 
And that will then set you up for your next space. I've seen this time and time again that you just drop that and you're like, how can I just love on this place more? And just be like, thank you for being a shelter. Thank you for being a support. And if there's anything negative that's happened, like do some, you know, clearing, some releasing journaling and just like burn it and just be like, I'm creating a new fresh slate with, with this space. Like I'm going to start to be like tending to it especially if a place has been one of those like oh, it's not my forever home you can get into a place where um you just like take it for granted and you're not kind of tending to it so number one that's the first thing I would say the second thing I would say is like like start outside you like start like when you're coming into the place so do's and don'ts is like feng shui is about flow it's about energy flowing it's about ease and flow and joy and that center point line like that you know in that center line so when you're getting to your place is it easy to find is it easy to get the door open is the does the doorbell work are the light switch working like these little like niggly things that oftentimes we don't see because we're just walking past it every day so all the weeds at the front of the door that you're like don't see or all of the you know the broken welcome sign the doorbell not working the cobwebs everywhere like for your home especially the front entrance is like the mouth of your home so it's like where the chi comes in and you want to get it in and you want it to be welcoming so there's a two-way thing with this because it's like on your like it's your conscious and your unconscious so when you're walking in towards your house and it's nice and clean and it's nice and welcoming and if you're pretty welcome Matt your spirits rise like so this is like it's not it's like it makes you feel better and you're like oh my god I'm so happy to be home you know it's like when we open our door here and our little dog runs out to us and he's just like oh so happy to see you. Like, it's just like your spirits rise. So you want to start to think about that. What, if, as I can move in, can I do to make my spirits rise? If there's like friction points, and this is a really good one for you to do because Feng Shui is like an iceberg. Like, so basically at the very tip of the iceberg is the stuff that I would have done to call in Ken in my apartment and done all these like basic fun little knitting and little things around the space. But fundamentally it's acupuncture for your home. And that's what we did when we did our masters and when we work with our clients, like it's like specific things at specific areas that are balancing points. They're, they're the needles that balance the energy. Oh. So there's a big scope between there, like the, to the things you can do. And um, so the first is like moving around your house and identifying any friction points so what do I mean by friction points I'm like doors jamming squeaking things that are broken or not working like just stuff that you just like oh I'm just making do with that you know oh I don't actually like it you know the amount of thing people and homes I've been in and they're I'm like tell me about this painting oh I don't like it oh my brother gave it to me as a <laughs> present do you I don't even get on with him you know like the th these things that you have in your space that are changing your energy because like everything in your home has an energetic frequency. And I've got like so much fresh stuff in my head because of the book at the moment. And one of them was like one of our clients in her prosperity area found a cushion that said F off. Now it's at the full words F off. She didn't even like, that is so unconscious. Like nobody realizes that you have that at in, in your prosperity area, like money blocks, maybe. Hmm. Um, you know, or, you know, those crazy welcome mats that say, never mind the kids, like, or never mind the dogs, it's the kids. You know, what are you putting out there? Like, what are you saying? And like, we, we can be loud 
nothing, but I've seen them all. Like I've yeah. seen it all, you know? And it can be this kind of cynical, jokey stuff, but you're like, okay, but there's something there. There's something there. So walking around, anything that's broken, anything that's not working, any of those friction points that are just like, oh, that drives me crazy. Now, feng shui is not about having the perfect house okay this is really important it's not about perfection i've done plenty of like multi-million dollar interior designed homes that are terrible feng shui and people often ask me like well my house is really like cluttered or whatever they're like oh my god there's just so much stuff in my house like you'll never be able to feng shui it and i'm like yes i will because it's not about the stuff in your house that is definitely going to be blocking some of the chi but some of the most, as I said, most perfectly beautiful houses can be bad feng shui. And I, I'll be, I'll ask people like, how do you know my, my house is bad? How do I know if my house is bad feng shui? I'm like, what's going on in your life? How's your bank account? How's your relationships? How's your business? Like if things are going great, it's a sign that the house has good energy. You know, it can always yeah. get better. But if things are like not like money's flowing in and disappearing as quick as it as you make it, or you're just like, or there's certain things that are just not moving in your life, um, it's definitely time for a, a little look at like, oh my God, maybe it's my physical, maybe it's my house. You know, yeah. Ken was six months working for a company that didn't pay him. Like it wasn't him, but the house was in a lock. So it just like froze it. You know, he was wow. still doing the work, you know? So there's so many layers to this process. But in the beginning, it's like the, my, the name of this exercise is called Fresh Eyes. And I get my clients to do it over and over and over again, because every time you do it, you see something different. So imagine it's your first time walking into your home. Imagine you're just like arriving there and I want you to just look at everything and be like, you know, even kind of that Marie Kondo does spark joy, but like lesson does it spark joy. It's like, does, how do I feel about this? Does this line up where, where I want to go in my life? So mm. this is how the integrating of the manifestation for me comes in is because you can make your home a vision board for your future, or it can remain a shrine to your past. And you're like holding on to all of the stuff from the past that is like literally just like just pulling you back. I love that. I love that making your home a vision board. And what that reminded me of is, you know, when you were talking about, you know, appreciating the home that you have. When I was in that first home that I wrote my first book in, which was my first home in uh, Santa Monica when I moved from New York here, it was... I loved it so much, even though it was not like compared to the house I live in now, it was very small, but it was so special to me. And one of the things I remember, I got to a point where I could tell that I was like energetically outgrowing it, but I hadn't figured out like what the next thing was. And I also was like, I just have a feeling I'm going to be here until I meet my husband. So I love this place. Why would I move? So I was in this place of contemplating, should I move? And I remember that exactly what you did. I kind of like looked around my home and I was like, it doesn't match me anymore, but it wasn't so much the apartment itself that was inherently wrong because the apartment is just white walls and a yeah. kitchen and a bathroom. Right. It was that I really re I had to redecorate it because the way that I had decorated it was like a former vision board. Right. It was a former version. And so even in that space, for those of you guys who are who are not living in your your amazing house yet or your dream spot, 
it's like taking this place that you have and looking at the furniture and looking at the different items you have and saying, does this still resonate with me? Right. Maybe it did when you picked it out. Or like you said, maybe you haphazardly inherit, like when I, when I hear and I understand why some people do it, I did it in college for sure. But, you know, when people just inherit like random furniture from different people, right? Like to me, that energy is very, unless you're like, oh, I love Aunt Sally's amazing couch and please yeah. get Aunt Sally's amazing couch. But, you know, if it, it feels, yeah, I love that. So much of it you can do just by tuning into your own energy and, and how does it feel? And what are, so, so you're, I love that, I'm, that feng shui is acupuncture for your home. So what are the, are there like, what is there like a money spot, a work spot, a love spot? Is that kind of how it works or? Yeah. So, um, rewinding just a tiny bit back. So yeah, in terms of feng shui, um, there is different schools of feng shui before I go into the work spots, because then it can get a bit complex as people are like, Oh my God. So there's different schools of feng shui. Um, and the school that I practice is aligned with the compass school of feng shui. And, um, it's called flying stars, traditional five flying stars. So we will do calculations based on your home. And if we think about acupuncture for your home, and if myself and yourself went to the acupuncturist and we both said exactly the same things, um, I've also like talked to acupuncture about this as well. And we said with the exact same things, they would probably treat us and most probably could treat us totally different because of our skin, because of our tongue, because of our eyes. Even if we're like, this is my ailment, they may treat you totally differently and put the needles in a different point. And it's based on our age, our year, all of that. So it's the same with feng shui. Um, <clears throat> there's different schools and the school that we practice is that it's that every house is unique. It has its own specific energetic blueprint. It is not a cookie cutter type of practice. So if you go online and um, you know, I'm just like, come find my YouTube channel and do all that stuff. If you start Googling stuff, you'll get a lot of conflicting information. So when it was brought from the East to the West, um, there was um, a Western school developed, which is like stand at your front door and over in this area is your health area and over that area is your career area and over that area. But that doesn't take into consideration that every house is different and every location is different so it's not that's a very and you know there's some people who love it and they do it and they teach it and that's totally cool I've seen a lot of people come into my world and see pro, like amazing results because they've shifted from that school they're like well oh, I've been doing that for years but I haven't seen so much happen so I'm like yeah because we need to get your bespoke personal report and balance it so in terms of that, there's, there's that, there's different schools and the school that we practice is very bespoke. So every area of your home does represent a part of your life. Um, and when we do it with feng shui, um, it's just like, it's again, back to that acumen puncture analogy, your body, like your heart has a function, your lungs have a function, your eyes, like, and everything's doing its job. And if one part isn't doing so well, like another kind of organ or whatever will pick up the slack, but it'll eventually, if it's not in balance and a harmony, it's going to like not work. It's not, it's not a good, not good. And essentially that's what we're trying to do with the home is that every area has some energetic connection to your life. So if it's flowing good, if it's a happy energy, which is 
beyond your control. Like it is literally based on how, where the house is located, the compass direction, the year it's built, the size, the shape. There's a lot of permutations to that. So it's not about like, oh my God, I have to run out and find my areas now. It's much more about getting a kind of a general, for me, it's something like this. I could go into all those areas, but it gets really confusing. And um, so if there is a specific one that you want me to talk about, I'm happy to do that. But there is nine areas and they look at health, career, uh, fame and reputation, how you shine your light in the world, your money and prosperity, um, your family and community, so connections, your relationships, like calling in a relationship. Um, there's also helpful people and travel, supportive part of your life. Um, and there's your wisdom and knowledge, spirituality area. So um, just like so, for... Yeah, I, like I think I think for my, my listeners, they'll probably be most curious around money and career. Okay, cool. So... For money and the money area is the southeast part of your home and um, don't <laughs> overthink this okay it's the general area if I have a client I will be mapping out and getting the exact area and figuring it out exactly but for you as you're listening just be like I wonder where the southeast area is I know it's over where my fridge is am I worried that my prosperity is terrible because it's where my fridge is or where my sink is no, it doesn't matter whether it's the bathroom, the living room, the kitchen, the dining room. This is one really big thing to, to realize, or the garage. Like the most important thing is that every part of your home does have a, an area that's represented. If it's a place that you can go now and have a look and declutter, good idea, do a bit of a clear out. And if there's something that you could bring into that area intentionally that represents what it is that you want to call into your life, you could do that. And um, you could write some intentions about prosperity and put them into the Southeast area. Most of all, like for me, especially when this kind of more surface is just going and kind of figuring, be like, oh my God, this area represents my, it's like awareness. Wow, I'm going to get rid of like the broken furniture over there. I'm going to get rid of anything that's not working there. I'm going to make sure I keep it clean and organized, you know, so for one client she didn't have a job she was unemployed and her prosperity area was her bathroom she kind of panicked I was like it's okay we're gonna balance it but in the meantime I she was like okay I'm gonna make my bathroom so luxurious so she got new towels she got lovely flowers she got really nice soap like she pimped it up so she's like here I am in my five-star bathroom you know and she got a new job you know so like that is it's just like these these energies like we can just not like for me it's like don't overthink it don't sweat it um and then for the career the career area is the north part of your home again it could be your toilet doesn't mean your bat your toilet your career is going down the toilet it does not mean that and um, your toilet has to go somewhere you know <laughs> so it's okay um, what would be most important is just again just like I said about the bathroom like pimp it up a bit like how could you do that and then in your career like write some intentions maybe there's a company that you want to work for maybe there's a business that like write your business mission get clear on it clear out that space Um, you know for me mostly this uh, especially when you're getting started is just like taking like a broad sweep of your space and starting to really think about and tune into the energy of things and um, when we look at things, for example, you know, you might go in and be like, oh, my God, my prosperity here is my kitchen. And I hate my kitchen. It's really old cabinets. It's this, it's this. Like the old cabinets are not bad feng shui. If they are practical and working, that's great. If the handles are falling off them, 
I would certainly be getting them fixed because if handles mean a grip on your finances, a grip on life. If it's your prosperity area and the handles are not there, you've not got a grip on your finances, it's not a good, you know? So it's like a lot of things are quite symbolic um, around your space. Um, you know, if you're into deities, for example, like your prosperity area, you could get a little picture of Lakshmi or Fortuna, you know? So it's like a little bit of like, what would feel good for you as well on this like surface. So maybe some people love those little, like a, some people are like, I got a money plant. I'm like, amazing. Do you love it? Like, are yeah. you gonna look after it? You know, um, <laughs> you know, it's it, for me, it's very much like your house shouldn't look very different. Your life should feel different and your home should feel different. You could sleep better, you get better on, get on with your relate, your relate, your partner better, your children are happier, more money, more flow. Like that's essentially what our aim is with feng shui. Um, and it's not about hanging like weird frogs like you know people if, and if you do have a frog that you love that has coins gold coins that you got in Chinatown or you know I said this in a podcast once and I was like it doesn't matter if you have frogs you don't need them I don't have any lucky frogs in my house I wouldn't they're not my thing <laughs> so so um but one was like oh my god my husband has one and he loves it so much and he got it in in China in new in in Hong Kong and I, after he bought it he got a new job so we always just associate it with luck and I'm like brilliant oh my yeah. god keep it get him to rub it and see it and be like so it's like creating anchors for you around your home that like are like that anchor is really important for me I love that I love that because you could even go through your home and I mean just like going back to what you were saying is like your home is a vision board and like one of the activities that I've had like one of my um in one of my programs, I call it like, I can't even remember what the name of the module is right now, but it's essentially like a home clearing, right? Before we yeah. get started on like manifesting, it's kind of going through and asking yourself, okay, is this aligned with what I'm manifesting? Is this how it feels? And so it, it seems like even if you didn't know specifically exactly what was going on in each area, if you went into each area and asked yourself, okay, does this feel good? This is yeah. if in general you're wanting to manifest more abundance or you're wanting to manifest, you know, career things going or even love, it would be okay. I remember one of the things before I called in my husband, I went in through my bedroom in my apartment and was like, is this the apartment that my husband is coming into? Right. Like, is this the apartment that, you know, if I have a really amazing date, I can invite someone up for a cup of tea without having to like be in my head about like, did I clean this up? Did I move that? Is that okay? You know? And I think that that's just such a good reminder with the, the feng shui of like, we, our home is also broadcasting to us every day as yeah. we like live in it and we see things and even having, you know, like your client that had like, you know, kind of zhuzhed up her bathroom area. It's like, great. You know, the bathroom I think is like, I love bathrooms because bathrooms are, I think, a really easy area to do that with and have a lot of fun, like get a really nice like hand soap that feels like luxurious, have like a candle or some nice towels. And it's not that expensive for you to make that a very luxurious experience and like tap into that energy every time you wash your hands or you put on your makeup in the morning or whatever it is. 
Um, totally. And it, it's like preparing your space for what it is that you want. So just like you said, is this the place where the guide to come in? Like the apartment in Dublin that I had, I was just like, this is ready for someone. Like if anyone came in here and my bedroom was just, I, I was, I really became very obsessed with having an immaculate bedroom, like just, and having things ready for someone like it was ready there was spare hangers there was like empty space in my wardrobes I had space I slept on my side of the bed you know um I got like so my dad um my dad came up to help me move and I said oh can you bring me to Ikea so he like lives on the other side of the country it's not that far in Ireland anyway it's like <laughs> two and a half hours but it's still a drive he came up and I brought me to Ikea we did a big shop and I bought like all these like different things for my part two lamps and just little things to, to, to just judge up my apartment for the for living there and after like the but after like a few days, I was like, oh, I can't believe it. So I had bought a rug for my bedroom, but I hadn't one on the other side. I just had one. And I was like, who's going to get it? Is it me or him? You know, like I want the rug for me, but then I don't, I'm leaving in balance. Like, so, cause I went to the extreme of it. And um, I rang my dad about a, a few days later. And I was like, Hey dad, I need to go to Ikea again. Can you come up? So he came back up, brought me <laughs> to Ikea and I bought like a rug and like a tea towel. And he was like, what? Like, cause he thought I wanted like furniture or something. <laughs> and he was like, that's all you're buying. And I was like, I need to balance it. It's for my future husband. This is a critical rug, dad. A critical rug. But actually in that, and that was like, you know, one of the things, especially say, for example, like in that bed, in, in my sister's old bedroom, when you walked into that apartment, into her bedroom, you opened the door. And the first thing you saw was like a full length mirror, which interestingly enough, my dad had put up like 10 years earlier. Um, and like a mirror at that door, you open up the energy and you open up the door, the mirror reflects the energy back out. So basically her bedroom was repelling everything out. Um, and the first thing I did was like, get that dad's unconscious secret plan (laughs) he's not a feng shui master at all but um uh he i put like a little curtain up and i actually got him to put it up to cover it because i was like i need to cover this mirror he's like what's wrong with this good mirror i put this mirror and i was like there's nothing wrong with the mirror it is just that i am ready for love and that is not going to help me so again when you open up your front door the same thing you wouldn't want a mirror facing the front door when you open it it's going to repel push it over push up the energy back out so there's like subtle nuances around your space that you can really just take action on and have like fun I think that's one of the most important things is that like you can like take this super seriously and be like oh my god my house is this or you know but for me it's like just start to build a positive relationship with it start to be really looking at things you know it's so subtle what people have in their homes like especially like artwork um, I just think about one lady um, who joined my program and she was in the program, I think like a couple of weeks when we were working on bedrooms and she'd been single for like 12 years, like literally since she moved into the apartment. And uh, when she was doing the review of the apartment, she, she said, and I'll never forget the post. It was like, I've been going out and saying to my friends, like, do I have mistress written across my forehead? Why am I only attracting married men? Like why I'm like, I'm married, my magnet. Like, what is it? So in her bedroom for the whole time, she had this huge picture, like portrait of a woman 
And not just any woman, like a single woman, but it was a woman, it was like a picture by Van Gogh that he painted of his mistress. <laughs> like I, wow. I, I have so many in, like incredulously crazy stories about people's artwork on their walls that is like a direct like mirror of what's happening in their lives what they're talking about and how they're stuck and when you start to look deeper and be like oh you know tell me about that painting oh actually my ex-husband gave it to me I was like okay so, <laughs> okay that is one strike against it <laughs> like do you want to call it love like what is it you know so there's like so many and or I don't even like this person I don't even like them I don't I'm just keeping because of this or you know so there's a lot there's yeah there's there's like a lot that you can start to even just have fun with so what so I just first of all I love that <laughs> I feel like I heard I heard something I think a friend told me this once that he had a friend that was who also he's a my my friend who told me this story is like a Reiki master. Uh, I don't know if he's as like in feng shui like classically as you, but he know he's aware of it. Yeah. And he had a friend that was suffering from really depressive thoughts and was like really struggling with stuff. And so he was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to come over, like, I'm going to be with you tonight or whatnot, help you move through, goes into his apartment and has like tons of pictures of pretty much like celebrities that kill themselves. Right. And he literally was like, and we're taking every single one of them off the walls. Like you surrounded yourself with all these these people that passed away when they were young or it was like I get like shivers just thinking about it I have it. shivers on my whole body I've shivered and like the same with like weapons and you know I have clients who have like you know husbands who love hunting and I'm like we have to reframe the energy of like these dead animals on the walls not ideal oh. or you know people like I've had clients whose husbands had like you know drink problems and um and then once we start changing the energy they just like stop or they st they take down all the weapons that they have. Like they're into like sword fighting or swords and they're like all, and then they're aggressive. Their behavior yeah. is aggressive and they've like all these swords. So it's just like a mirror. So when we start to change the energy, it's like they start to change because they're feeling it. And they're like, oh, I don't need that anymore. You know, and I remember one of my clients, she was just like, I am, I cannot, she said, I never said a word about the swords she never said a single word to him she just said she just kept doing her own thing change her own energy changing the house fix doing the balances putting in her remedies all the stuff um and then one day he came home and he's just like i think i'm gonna take these down and i'm gonna put pictures and he had like a um a racing car and i'm gonna put pictures of all of my racing cars up here on this wall so basically replaced them with his passion project and she was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, And I was like, I'm so happy. And the, yeah, like it's just, we, it's so unconscious. And then when you start to change the energy, it starts to change everything. Changes everything. So yeah. now how do we take this? And let's say someone's listening. I know me and you were, I mean, I guess this would work as well for your home office, right? Yeah. So we have the blessing of like a home office, but also maybe for people that are listening that are working at like an office, if anybody's mm. working in person these days, are there things that you can do if you have like a desk or a small office space to kind of feng shui that for your work experience? 
For sure. And I think, again, like go back to the very beginning, like fresh eyes. Like we did this. I was on a TV show in um, Fort Worth a few like years ago, and they asked me afterwards, like, come and look at our cubicles. So I came and looked at the cubicles and I stood there and I was like, well, what do you see? And one of them was like, oh, my God, she had all these little toys and all these little like, you know, like little trinkets and stuff. And she was like, it's like I don't really take my. And then she looked at someone. She's like, I don't really take my job very seriously. Like this is like all jokey, like kiddie, youthful. And it was like she it completely landed. So it's just like, what are you surrounding yourself with on that desk? You know, yeah. is it a nice fresh plant? Is it a picture of your family that like, why am I going to work every day? Like have the picture that you a picture you love. Okay, yeah. not just anything, like a picture that feels really great of like why you're doing it every day. Like get a, take anything out of that space that's around you because it's in your energetic field, especially at your desk. Um, about like negative things that like are people or places or if you have to have them at your desk like put them into black or blue folders because that's really cooling and dampening mm. um, um, like you could also think about the little vision board thing um, and I remember one of uh, I did um, a cubicle for a lady a writer in Mind Buddy Green so I'm in the Mind Buddy ah, Green yeah. office and, um, and I'm like underneath the uh, uh, like looking and she's just like oh my god I have all of this stuff under the desk like and I'm like this is like uh, stuff under same under your bed underneath is like it's like on, on it's on um how do you I'm just trying to think of the word for it it's like oh um unexplored so it's kind of something can be like oh, some things are like uh, unlooked like you know you're they're pushed to the side they're left to the side so you're like um really pushing them away you don't want to look at it um and that can be like deeply associated mirror to like emotional things so it's like emotional stuff that you're not wanting to look at and you're trying to push aside you're like take it out get rid of it because it can create like anxiety and stress and all of that so I was like take all that away and there was loads of like snack bars you know and I'm like that is going to be so bad for your eating you know for health <laughs> Healthy, like like you know we're in my green yeah. <laughs> like we want to be like health, like thinking all day she's like oh my god like some of these books I don't haven't even read them I'm not doing so I'm, I'm having a lot of like stuff around you especially like around you like there's no space for creative thinking so this like, idea of like creating some space for you for creativity and um, and having like that idea like especially with an office um you want to come in you're going to spend a lot of time there so like make sure you have a good chair make if you do have to sit with your back to the door or like not in a like not having support a wall behind you because like you do which is great have put a little mirror on your desk so when you're sitting working you can see what's coming at you just a tiny little mirror and just again like feng shui is all about movement and energy so if you've just got like cupboards piles of paperwork just do a clear out and um, and then if you feel overwhelmed like what does your desktop look like like literally you have a million icons clean it off like just even just a I like me easy one is just like select all put them all into one folder and then it can go after it later but you feel this instance oh my god I have a million things on my mind so there's like the whole, um, you know, do a digital declutter, do your desk declutter and um, bring in something that makes you feel good. Like, so if there's like a place that you want to visit, like again, a place you want to visit, a thing that reminds you of why you're doing your work um, and then have a, just like, yeah, keep it, keep the energy moving in it. Oh, I love that. That's so good. And I think especially, you know, whether you're working at home or you're going into an office, you know, if you spend so much time at your desk, like the way that you're 
desk is set up. It really does. Like I, I noticed that so much. The sure, last, sure. One of the last things I want to ask you, you mentioned it a little bit with your blue and the blue and black folders yeah. is how do colors impact us? And mm-hmm. is it more so like in feng shui, are there certain colors that kind of do certain things? Mm-hmm. And, and then how do our preferences kind of dance into that? So, um, great question. So essentially when we work with feng shui, um, all of the elements of specific colors, so like fire element would be red, wood element would be brown and um, green, um, earth would be still brown and earthy as well. And then you'd have like metallic silver and metal element would be silver is gold, all metallic pastels, water element obviously is blue or black. So um, for me, there's just like, um, there's a general guidance for me with, especially during decorating your house is like, you do not want excess red or fire element because it can mean burnout aggression anger all of that if you love red it could be because um there's another aspect of feng shui would be our personal trigram so there's colors that are the best colors for us like personally based on when we were born um, and our best direction so it could be because you're just naturally lean towards that like so i had like a lot of pink and reds and i love fiery colors but i will kind of keep them to minimum uh, uh, not too much you know i'm aware but then for example like in a fire element place so where you have the stove and the cooker you would like try and minim- like have no red there because you already have fire element the same goes for the bathroom where there's a lot of water like there's a lot of water in the bathroom we don't want to put too much blue in the bathroom now if you have a blue bathroom or a red kitchen it's not the end of the world this is really important like for years our kitchen was red a high glass red kitchen um and i teach i walk my talk so ultimately we had to change it but like changing a full high glass kitchen is a big expense so we had to get to a place where we're like okay now we can do it so it's not like you, something you have to do this minute or you're doomed with feng shui and the same goes for your blue bathroom if you do have a bathroom that is blue um like get some bring some earth element in it like so bring some stones bring some um creams and browns and that into it to kind of slow and da- and like kind of dampen so what would you do with to stop water flowing you make a dam like so you bring earth um so they're kind of the the main things for me um especially color wise um that i'm like kind of big avoids and they do link to the elements so when i'm doing someone's report for their home i will be like in certain areas where we have to add for example um metal element into your home like the needle like acupuncture needles into a home i'd be like well avoid red because fire element is going to melt the metal so you know so we don't so there's a little dance with the elements and with colors but most of the time for me I would say just keep it like keep your home neutral and bring in the aspects of color that feel good to you but not like OTT because it could be quite detrimental um and yeah so that's that's my thing with colors so I am someone that loves neutral colors everything in my home is pretty much like creams beiges the home itself you can't see it because you only was white wall but has these um kind of black window like the black outline of the windows and the black um, outline of the doors and whatnot so it naturally adds a little bit of black but do you think that that's too like that's just my aesthetic preference right Mm -hmm. but is that you think that's too 
Like I don't like blue or red or I don't really like a lot of color. Yeah. And then this is the thing, like when we would be working and this is, you know, it's, it's, it's your personal preference. Like for me, if I'd be working with a client who needs to bring that into their home, like bring some of those elements in, it's only in a specific area. And we're like trying to integrate it in the way that it would suit best. So it's, it's not like there's anything wrong with your home as it is. Like I think neutral is amazing. Like our entire house here is very, very neutral, except where I need to add some specific colors. So for example, on the wall, I have a piece of art that has lots of different red in it because I need to fire, have fire element in this area. If you walked in and people don't know that that's my feng shui there in the corner, just like doing its business. And um, so you can just, it's like about subtly introducing it and it's very specific. So um, yeah, it doesn't sound like there's that. It's not bad, like yeah. at all, you know, and um, where I would be more concerned is if you were like, oh my God, I have all these, like my whole bedroom is painted like completely fuchsia red, fuchsia pink. <laughs> and my living room is all like bright orange. And like the thing is, I personally would kind of love that in my house and if I could get away with it I possibly would have it but I just know that it's not going to be good for me for my relationship for my health and um, unless that area requires fire element even then I'm just I never say like paint anything like to clients I'm like no no, no it changes the cycles change like the energy changes every year so um you just start to you know build different relationships with the colors and the elements I think that's you know one of the things I did when I was living by myself in that apartment is I would paint my my bedroom was primarily like it was a, like my comforter was white and all that. And I had these like gold uh, nightstands with white marble and I had another white dresser. And so I would paint the walls like at one point it was like a Tiffany, like turquoise blue. And then another point it was like a peach like and it was just such a fun random experiment, like things you can totally pull off when you're living by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and um just such an interesting study on like how you know how shifting different things in your home can change things because even when I was telling you about before when I had that like check-in with myself and shifted some stuff my original aesthetic was I had a lot of um turquoise it was like white turquoise and gold and then it just stopped resonating and that's kind of when like the neutral era began and I felt the call just again so so funny now to like kind of connect the dots I yeah. felt the call to bring in more wood I felt the call to bring in more plants right I felt the call to kind of like and and the home felt way more grounded actually yeah. once I shifted from probably what was way water element to more of like earth but yeah. um so cool so yeah. cool um so Thank you so much for being with us. This is so, so, so exciting. Is there any last little nugget you want to give people to send um, off? And then, of course, tell them where to find you and find more. I would say to you, like, the first thing to do is just, like, say, thank you, home. Like, just thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, just be, just, yeah, just starting to dive into appreciation of it and know that it all just starts at home. Like anything you want to change, you can start with your home and then it will change your life. Wow. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yay.
I love it. So where can people find out more from you? Patricia? Yeah, sure. Well, you can come find me at patricialohan.com um, Powerhouse Feng Shui podcast and um, Patricia Lohan on YouTube and on Instagram, Powerhouse Feng Shui. Um, we've got like amazing episodes about all different themes on the podcast and on YouTube, um, but you can find them all on my website at Patricia Lohan and some downloads. Um, I also have a free Feng Shui course um, that's like uh, Feng Shui 101, telling you the truths that Feng Shui experts never tell you um and that's available at patricialowen.com oh wonderful we'll put links to everything below so you guys can grab that and thanks so much for hanging out with us today patricia thank you so much it's been a pleasure thanks so much for listening to divine downloads if you'd like to help support the show please share this episode with someone who you think would love it and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review so that other listeners can find the podcast Thanks again for being a loyal listener.